And we are on. Welcome to episode three of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45 minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So let's go, Fabien, as usual. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so today I want to talk about uh, two displays uh, that are not available yet. And I'm my bet is they will not be available until a while, but uh, they are quite interesting. So uh, currently, most of the display for for VR or mixed reality it's uh, it's like a lens that is uh, really uh, in front of your eyes, and there are uh, so two kind of uh, not so new but still in development uh, displays which are um, directly uh, displaying projecting something on the eye so that's one and uh, there are a few companies that are doing that uh, for example uh, lark optics which uh, was in the news uh, last week um, because they had some investment and some uh, innovation around that and uh, also something uh, even more integrated which is like uh, a contact lens will go uh, on the eyes and so there are many many uh, technical challenges the first one is more um, is easier, a bit more mature, um, and the um, next one, the contact lens, is um, still. They have a lot of technical challenges about the display itself, uh, the power, uh, how to transmit data to to the display, and so on. So my guess is that it will not come until. Um, like quite uh, quite a while um, and uh, so yeah I was curious uh, to discuss that with you and also to one note that I have is uh, Lark Optics uh, business model is quite interesting is they are positioning themselves as a display provider it's not a headset provider um, they will not and do like a full complete headset. They will just be a display provider that other headset manufacturer can use. So I thought it was quite an interesting um, business placement. Um, so yeah, uh, we can discuss that a bit. And I'm curious to know if you think it's um, how it's useful and how likely it is to be that we see that in the next couple of years or five, 10 years. Seb? Uh, myself, I'm not in a hurry for that technology to become available. Lenses quite scares me <laughs> in terms of uh, technology when you see Black Mirror uh, movies or TV shows, uh, series, there is a couple of uh, ones that talk about having a lens uh, with uh, data that directly uh, displayed in front of the eyes of the user. Um, that requires a lot of uh, control for the user, I think. Um, even mind control. Uh, so I think we are, yeah, like you said, far from even having something working on that. Um, there is a screen that will come, but then uh, it will miss the, the fact that you need a good position of the head in the space 
according to the environment, to display something interesting. And adding the camera inside the lenses and stuff like that, yeah, that's a whole other level that they need to achieve before having something really usable, I think. In the first time, I think it will be displayed like the Google Glass, or something that stays at one place on your retina all the time. I'm not sure that will be uh, uh, enjoyable for the user to have something like displayed always at the same position. When you do this kind of test in the HoloLens, for example, following the eyes of the user and always displaying something in front of the eyes of the user, that's yeah, that's annoying afterward. Yeah, what about you, Liam? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm a bit surprised uh, for lock optics, uh, especially because Epson already tried the intra-pupillar experience with projecting directly into the eye. It was in 2015, if I remember correctly, and they abandoned the project like in less than one year because they found out it was one very invasive and two because of the eye mobility was very hard to project always inside the eye so uh, but on the security security or safety part uh, i'm less concerned about this one uh, than the the contact lenses <laughs> uh, because when you are going to the optometrics optometrists uh, they are basically projecting lights into your eyes it's quite it's not very comfortable but i i don't think this is a danger um, an hazard for for your eyes and for the contact contact lenses on the contrary um, the main issue for on my part is the power supply uh, they are uh, using electromagnetic fields uh, to to uh, to uh, yeah to, to give them power uh, to to display something and at this point I always uh, also if I remember remember correctly the the in terms of electromagnetic man, magnetic fields it's very high for just displaying it it is just numbers or very uh, simple uh, images, so I, I can't imagine the kind of power you you would need to to surround the user for them to have complicated displays in their eyes. And I don't want to have my eyes cooked, so I won't be trying this uh, before a long time. <laughs> so, uh, what what's your final words about this? Uh, what what's your what are your thoughts about this, Fabian? Yeah, I I totally agree uh, with uh, both of you. Actually, um, I think the these are like um, it's uh, like it, it could be nice uh, if the the safety and privacy and all all of these like checklists will be uh, will be uh, checked. Um, but I think we are very far from having something that is uh, usable um, and and even more for the general public. Um, I think we are very, very far from that. So, yeah. I, I guess that the, the best way of doing this kind of stuff without glasses would be to, to interact directly with the optic nerves. It would be the less painful or uh, complicated 
complicated <laughs> things yeah. to do. But yeah, we, we are very, very far from that. I don't know if uh, Neuralink is uh, looking at this kind of stuff uh, as well. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe. That's another question. And, and so in the meantime, the five, 10 years that comes, what is your thought about the technology that will uh, um, come first? Uh, I think HoloLens tried the holographic display with a transparent screen, but uh, only projecting also in the eyes kind of uh, the, the content. And uh, now we see with the new Qualcomm, uh, most of the player going through a see-through display where you have a screen and a camera that's filmed the, the scene. Um, which one do you think may take the lead or come back uh, in the later years? Did you see something about that? Um, no, I think the, like the current technologies still have uh, quite a few years uh, in front of, of them, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that the main milestone for AR will be maybe in June when uh, Apple will show sure. their infamous <laughs> AR glasses. We'll see what what the kind of direction they, they are taking. And I guess the, if it's a success, it will give the road for every uh, AR headset that will be uh, releasing, released in the in the, in the few in the future year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right now for me, I have the Quest Pro at home and I did a lot of tests on uh, see-through and uh, using the, 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 yeah, the, this technology, but the, the screens and the, the camera that are filming the scene and the way they process the, the, the video with two black and white camera, mixes them in 3D and then projecting the color of the video camera to it, make that very blurry and that really decreased the experience then when you had 3D object that like complete like two two worlds that doesn't match each other. Uh, I guess you have to decrease the quality of your 3D media to make it more real. So compared to what you can do with an element, uh, having the complete view of your environment and maybe cheaper uh, uh, 3D object, I, I think for me that works better. Yeah, well, well, one uh, hint, hint I can give you about the Apple headsets is that they, they bought the company VR Vena, uh, which was a Montreal company, and I had the chance to, to try their headsets on, on in 2014. Mm -hmm. And it's a video see-through headset, and it was really, really, uh, the, the performances were really, exciting at the time so i guess they are they found out how to to make it work i guess like uh, like their uh, used to be competitor vajo and okay. uh, with the power of apple apple I, I guess they are very close to finding something that can work and uh, by all the the company that apple bought i get, i get they are taking this this track of uh, video through headsets and maybe I don't know Matt, the the VR Vena headsets uh, had the possibility to switch from AR to VR in an instant and they, they, it was their their main 
um, uh, at the time. So we'll see, but I guess they are taking this road. And uh, I discussed with uh, uh, Bertrand Abve, which who is the 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 this is the last CEO of uh, Viarena, and is uh, not giving so so many details, but he's very he's taking a lot about his uh, his headsets back in the day, and uh, he says that Apple took it seriously. So we'll see, but uh, I guess they are they are taking the the videos this through uh, road. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that through yeah, yeah, also, yes, but I, I was wondering what will be the differences between what we see right now and their headset, and I think you answered me. That it's, uh, they have the yeah. Apple power. <laughs> so. Great. So it's your turn. So on my side, I wanted to continue maybe the discussion we had uh, last week about Meta. Uh, having sold a lot of headsets, but not having a lot of users returning and trying new application or buying new application. Um, and uh, right after, I think the next day, they announced uh, moving on to more generative AI uh, development and uh, cutting job on the metaverse side. So I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe let me know what you think about that and then discuss about it. Fabian? Um, <clears throat> uh, I have a lot to say about this, so I'll try to be uh, uh, brief. Um, I I think there are a lot of uh, like uh, forces at play, if uh, we, we can say that. So the AI is uh, absolutely exploding right now uh, with all the GPT, chat GPT, GPT-4 today uh, and, and, and so on. Uh, so all the uh, players, so Google reacted yesterday actually as well with uh, they announced uh, their own generative AI. And so um, Meta, has they have changed their name a few years back to uh, focus on vr and uh, the metaverse um so now they are kind of in uh, i think in a difficult position seeing the all the other players moving super fast on ai but on their side being um kind of um having to deliver um something for for the metaverse um so i'm sure they have still the um engineering power to compete with uh i'm sure they are exploring ai as well um but we'll see we'll see uh how it how it goes yeah so on my part i'm on the meta subject uh there are i guess two two things the first one is that the market uh, right now is very emotional. Uh, it's driven by by emotion, to, to put it simply. Um, it's not always the best uh, to to follow emotion when you are doing R and D, <laughs> especially. Uh, you are just becoming a follower instead of a leader in uh, in some text. And uh, it, it was a bold move by Meta to to invest so much in the metaverse or in VR in general as 
for a lot of people, it was not um, as advanced as it was said. Um, they were right on the VR hardware part, as we uh, discussed last uh, last week, because uh, I guess hardware is right is ready for main adoption. But on the metaverse part, I guess they were wrong because uh, we can see that it's a long-term uh, project, and uh, they thought that in yeah in less than five years uh, everybody would be willing to to share a virtual world and experience vr as uh, as the experienced facebook back in the day and uh, so this is what the th their mistakes per se and um but the their main issue remains the same that the this is my second point but they, they really need to to renovate to reinvent them because facebook is uh, losing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of partners for for their adverti advertisement. So uh, and the population is 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 on the on the wrong side of, <laughs> of age because uh, all the youngsters are not using Facebook anymore. So they 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 need to find something to to bring back their um, their audience. And uh, they thought that metaverse would bring the the younger one. Uh, more quickly, but it's not the case. So uh, right now, they, are, they just flip their coin to to become to become followers and take the the AI bus. But uh, I, I don't think they they will completely uh, abandon uh, the metaverse like Microsoft. Microsoft also makes this kind of flip with. Uh, refocusing on uh, Microsoft Mesh, which is some kind of Teams 2.0, 3.0 with VR yeah. and uh, and some uh, some avatar-oriented stuff. Maybe Microsoft is on a better track to me the metaverse than Meta is because they are making a step-by-step -step, uh, following the technology, the, the actual technology, and they, they they I guess they will lose less money. In R.A.D. by doing the, by doing so, um, we'll see. But yeah, Meta is not in a in a good place right now. Sab, if you want to to comment yeah. on what we we said, I, I think what you said is interesting. Yeah, I think they made the mistake of uh, switching maybe too soon to the metaverse and. Uh, String all that money to to there and uh, it's all about timing. <laughs> yeah, and, and they forgot also that it's great to provide a way to for users to create world and interact with each other. But um, first, you need the interaction. You need to see the user face and how they react to your emotion and stuff like that to make that more interactive and more bring more life to the environment. And then it costs a lot to make a 3D environment that look realistic or nice uh, with interaction and stuff that are interesting to do. Um, and uh, I think AI uh, can solve this kind of issue and make that faster and easier for new users to come in and just by text and explanation of what they want, have something directly made by an AI to in, inside the experience. So being two together, you can directly describe the world you want to create and then it makes something more interesting to do and more, more quick, more dynamic. 
something that you can share with others. Uh, I think that that's something a lot missing when you see the app that come, that are coming. They take like two years to be developed. Uh, at least the ones that are nice. Uh, and most of the metaverse uh, application that uh, Meta uh, shared were ugly. <laughs> completely with use case and, and stuff that are maybe not working from all the video I, I saw yeah the, the experiences were really bad yeah for us it's a it's a 10-year uh, VR <laughs> yeah that's what we did in the beginning of, uh, mm. <laughs> of our jobs <laughs> respective jobs but that, that's what you get when you have a first uh, application done by someone new. So that's exactly what they did. They provided a simple tool to create a, an application, but there is no way to do complex interaction or not directly, or it's very complex to implement. So yeah, I think so that's what so they're trying to solve. You think that. they reinvented the wheel or lost a lot, quite some year because of not trusting the good or is that the the, the old timer of VR, do you think? No, I think they did the first step, but they forgot that uh, to bring something interesting to the user, they, they need content uh, coming with a small library of uh, media. Uh, everyone is doing the same kind of 3D environment. It's not, uh, there is no differentiation between the different environments. Um, yeah. Well, the, I guess the, the thing they are lacking is a community. Uh, yeah. Simply because you can see VR chat is, is doing well and mm. they are creating uh, environments and people are going yeah. to these. Mm. Uh, while on the horizon part, they are making uh, environment, but nobody <laughs> are, are going there. Mm. It's, uh, so they, they just like this passion or community that, it, that can bring content and uh, something interesting to the table mm. so you you had a, a second subject and i guess your transition is is perfect as you are uh, yeah it's <laughs> the new nvidia north training uh, uh, neural graphics uh, instant neural graphics uh, someone posted that uh, having done a small video inside the street in london uh, they did a, a shot and managed to get it as a VR experience where you can walk in the in the street. So I guess it's still uh, early. Uh, when it moves forward, you can see that everything is like particles in space and not perfectly positioned. But uh, that starts to be impressive to generate that in a couple of minutes or without having the pain of having a 3D modeler uh, doing everything for five or, or 10 days. Uh, yeah, for me, it's a new step in the, in the generation of a 3D environment quickly and, and, and nicer and really realistic. What's your thought about that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting technology. What I'm, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. So what I'm really looking forward is uh, because um, this, I think, was recorded with only one camera. So 
what I'm really looking forward is to see a movie where I can be, I can choose my viewpoint in the movie. Um, uh, like I can move around and maybe, uh, of course, pause, but look around and uh, maybe see a scene from different uh, viewpoints. Um, so that's the movie fan who's talking. But of course, uh, bringing that to uh, to VR uh, is also like a very um, uh, impressive way to uh, to build an environment. So yeah, uh, it's a really exciting technology. Well, for, for me, uh, I'm a very big fan of 3D scans and uh, all these attached technologies. And the the main issue I'm seeing there is that if everybody is, is, become, is beginning to, to scan their surroundings, we'll have a very huge problem of data management and data storage. Because uh, I, I work with uh, the University of Malta and they are doing a full scan of the, the island of Malta in, in, by doing several, by using the different technologies from uh, cell phones to LIDAR to drones and stuff. So they they succeeded in getting the whole point cloud of the, the island. But at this stage, they really don't know what to do with this uh, because they, they have there are terabytes and terabytes of data and they can't sh visualize it properly. So uh, if we want to try to, to use this technology, which I guess is becoming more and more easy to use and, and it has a very good results, uh, we have some very big problem using st storing and using this data. And I guess this is a, the main issue for a uh, lots of different uh, innovative technology because right now we don't have the power of the storage capacity to to manage that and uh, if we want to go on the uh, uh, ecological uh, side uh, it's not a good thing for our planet to have a uh, like thousand more server data server uh, around the world so we'll we'll have to find a way to 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 make this happen if you want to it to to happen yeah interesting point and to to make a transition to to my part <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure that as you said uh, on the previous on your previous topics is that uh asset generation and 3d generation the main issue right now to to make a, a beautiful metaverse because we don't have the 3d artists uh willing to work uh that at many time to, to create something and the best way to to get to something beautiful in 3D would be to, to use either 3D scans or uh, generative AI. Uh, uh, so if, if you if you uh, give me the, the permission, I will just uh, add my my own topic and uh, we will discuss the the. the the, all, all the topics at once. So okay. I, on my part, it's not about 3D scanning, it's about uh, 3D generation, environment generation. So it's a GPT-like uh, use. Just let me start the video. Uh, it's a company that uh, uh, the video is like two or three months old. I'm sorry for the not, not that uh, New newest. This is not the newest, newest news. Uh, 
Uh, but well, the, the main use case is that you are timing, typing what you want to see as an alignment by just describing what you, you want to see. And uh, uh, the application is generating the, the environment for you. So uh, it, it, it's very uh, convenient for developers like us. Uh, I'm not a very good uh, 3D artist and uh, it was always a pain to, to create a simple or more complex environment. I just thought we, we, I, I just, I always had to, to find uh, someone to, to help me with it. And this kind of tool would be very, very useful uh, and for people that are saying that uh, 3D artists, the, the, the job of 3D artists is dead, uh, I, I think it would be evolving in the next years, next few years, by because they, they still have their creative mind. Uh, if you put this kind of uh, tools in the hand of like anybody, they, they will play with it, but to create something that makes sense, it requires uh, this creative mind that are as, uh, an expertise for, for 3D artists. So what do you think about it, uh, Fabian? Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a really, um, indeed, as you said, I agree. And even for us, for developers, uh, this uh, is where the, uh, type of work is evolving as well, I think. Um, uh, so it's it's indeed a really uh, exciting way to create a virtual world. Um, and now with uh, the the for example GPT four, which was released yesterday, it's even easier to it would be even easier to for example instance um, an avatar. Uh, that will have its own behavior that you can also describe with text. Um, so not only coding the environment, but also coding the interactions and how the, uh, the, the virtual world is, is behaving. Um, so yeah. Um, and uh, also like on the topic that you mentioned about um, uh, the impact on our planet. Uh, well, AI is also um, a big um, uh, use of power. So, but anyway, um, so uh, yeah, very excited about this technology. Yeah. And what about you, Seb? Yeah, it's interesting uh, how fast it's uh, evolving and going all direction. And this one, yeah, we noted it uh, a couple of months ago. Um, what is really exciting also is the, for me is that most of the time when we try to do a game like that, uh, we either buy assets that are made for games or if we have specific uh, requests for, for, for our clients, uh, we have to ask a, a graphic that is specialized for games to make the model. And sometimes the client say, no, no, we have everything and they do the, they ask for their own graphics to do something, but they are uh, doing films uh, and so the or movies and uh, therefore the the kind of models that are used to work with are not compatible with what we do and with this kind of uh, technology there's also the i hope uh, that's uh, but uh, from what i've seen in the in the video 
that print uh, model and assets that are already compatible and uh, generated, uh, maybe even uh, uh, made to use the same texture, etc., to make the model runs uh, the games run faster without having the pain to set up everything. So yeah, that's a huge uh, amount of time um, that we can win on, on that part. Uh, and like Fabian said, if we can have the interaction, that starts to be uh, really a powerful tool to, to create content. And as you said, then uh, we need creative minds to be able to challenge that, uh, that kind of AI and make uh, creative content on top of that. Um, and uh, to have the knowledge on how to write that for the, the specific tool that uh, that will be used. Because for each tool, there is like specific uh, wording and specific uh, key uh, messages that you have to learn. Like uh, it's a new language that you have to learn to, to make that nice. You can have quickly something, but if you want to dig in and have a creative content that match uh, all the other content, and uh, you, you really have to specialize yourself and learn uh, learn how to, to write stuff. So your result is exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah we, we so can always... Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, the English is becoming a programming language. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was just uh, saying that we, we can already see that, uh, like with Midjourney, for example, we can see that when an artist is giving the order or it's a, a simple, <laughs> simple people that are simple, well, normal people, sorry, uh, giving the order, uh, they are just specifying the type of lenses and the light and uh, the kind of style they want. And I guess they can, easy they can yeah achieve something very awesome faster than anybody in the world so that's what they would be uh paid for to bring this old technical uh terms to the the prompt to make the the best idea but yeah i i think that maybe the the uh, well the more executive part of the job, which may not be the best, the, the, the most uh, interesting part of the, the job will maybe disappear. And uh, it's for the best, I guess, for the artist, because they can focus on what is fun for them. Uh, it's the same for developers and just uh, driving <laughs> to, to this alley as well as uh, Fabien brought the, the subject, but uh, for very repetitive, uh, simple code, I guess that AI would be perfect for that, and uh, it, it's not a bad. Uh, it's about it's not bad news for us because it's really not an enjoyable part of our job to to just make technical code. It's better when you are doing something creative or uh, innovative, and uh, and maybe some developers that are liking this kind of uh, structure, very automatic kind of code will will have to maybe find another way to 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 work but i i don't think this is as uh horrific as we are seeing right now when everybody is panicking by things that uh, 
developers, artists, uh, writers, and um, even teachers will disappear in a, in a very uh, short term of the future. And uh, I guess, the, as, as always, innovation is bringing change, but it's not an it's not a bad thing for people. We just have to adapt and we are very good at, adap at adapting. So we'll find a new way <laughs> to, to make the, all these people work in a different way. <laughs> Miles, I think yeah, I... to build between the different items also. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit less um, optimistic uh, because indeed, uh, every time that there was a new technology like the television or uh, well the radio before and, and so on, um, there was like changes in the society. But I, I think for with AI, uh, the speed of it is so fast uh, that I'm I'm a bit more worried than than you. Uh, I would say on the impact uh, that it will have and how fast we will have to, uh, to adapt. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but I think that it's, uh, it's uh, also like more on the personal and uh, up for debate, I guess. Yeah. Well, the, the, the main issue with AI is the ethic, ethical part, which is, as you were saying, brought to the table very, very fast <laughs> because people are, uh, are finding that AI can can have some issue with this. Uh, one article I read about AI and I found very interesting is that the the maybe the danger of using AI too much is is by limiting our power to reflect uh, by saying that AI is always right, and then you can just stop thinking by yourself and say, yeah, AI said it, so it's true. And uh, the danger of it is that uh, we shouldn't we we don't have, we shouldn't forget that AI is based on learning, and we can make it learn what we want it to learn. Uh, it's not a, a global knowledge. If you want your AI to to think in a specific way, you just have to give it specific content to learn, and it will be giving you back, give it it back, so it can be. Uh, Either just everybody will think the same way, or AI will make you think a way that can be given to you. So, yeah, uh, I, I, this is more the ethical ethical part that is frightening right now. But on the technical one, uh, I'm more on the, as I said, the emotional uh, uh, part we are right now. You know, on the appropriation curve we are on the pick yeah. right now and everybody is crazy about it and talking about it you can't go to a to a to a meeting without someone bringing chat gpt on the table so i guess we are on the emotion part right now and we just have to calm down when people will they, they all people are uh, everybody is is now playing with chat gpt they are finding that very funny or interesting or whatever and maybe in a few months uh, they, they'll lose interest in it and we can have this more uh, stable or calm way to 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 approach things yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the peak is still not at the highest top. Uh, I think it will go higher. Uh, it's moving so fast, and we see bridges with different technologies and new demo uh, everywhere. And there's still a lot that can be done, I think. So I think we, we are not at the peak yet. There's still um, some, some stuff to, to with ChatGPT4 and the new AI, AI system that, can in, that are coming. Yeah. So do, do you yeah. think we can reach the peak? Is that that's the question? <laughs> 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 or every month we'll have something new that can bring the 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 peak higher in, uh, in expectation we'll see if that's possible yeah. yeah that we have a singularity like <laughs> exponential peak <laughs> yeah. and then the president is AI and <laughs> the world leader yeah so some some uh, some journalists uh, brought uh, talked about this uh, in in Canada. They said that well, we can cut the, the 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 parliament in half because half of them are not doing so well. So we we can replace them with AI. <laughs> it will be the same. So it, it was a, a joke on the joke side, but yeah. Uh, what I saw another thing is that they they made a, a completely generated discussion with the prior prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau and uh, Joe Rogan, which is uh, not <laughs> not the, the kind of interview he would be doing, but the, the whole thing was generating with their voice and their state of mind. And it, will, it, it made complete sense. If you were listening to this uh, audio, uh, it, it was completely natural. Nothing in this would uh, make you think that it was fake. And that's that's a danger as well. We yeah, we can see the ethical yeah. one. Uh, mm -hmm. We can make a, a Joe Biden uh, a conf fake conference, uh, bringing something terrible on the, and uh, people would would believe that it's uh, it's a very uh, dangerous uh, way of using AI. Yeah, it's yeah the the, the deep fake there are become very very real. <laughs> We, we but I, I guess this is our mistake as well because we saw that coming uh, in the last ten years. We, mm. we saw that uh, AI was was becoming more and more efficient, and people just let that let that go without thinking that well, it can be very very fast at some point. Yeah, there are uh, alignment uh, like AI alignment companies that and uh, research laboratories that are working on on this, but. Uh, they are underfunded uh, compared to like the billions and billions that OpenAI and the other have. So uh, yeah, it's uh, well. We, we could, I think we we could talk about that for a very yeah. long time. Um, <laughs> sure. uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, getting down to like uh, an unhealthy competition, and if they do this, then the other have to do it, and then and, mm. yeah, so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we we'll end this stream and continue this conversation uh, next week. Next week. So yeah. thank you all for for your great topics and your discussion. And uh, 